You just found out that your journey to loving somebody has ended abruptly. And you're overwhelmed with everything not nice. But you still have to go to work the next day. Ha! You are trying to pick up the clothes you're going to wear the next day and you're wondering why you have to deal with this and not calling sick. Or you have a very important presentation. Hi! What do you do? <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to A Cup of Everything B. Here we give you acts on finding a balance between facing everyday life whilst dealing with a range of overwhelming emotions. On today's episode, we continue from where we stopped at the last episode and serve you this hot plate of man heartbreaks and cold drink of man tears. <laughs> we'll be starting with a best-selling author, Sheung. Mr. Sheung. Can I call for these podcast purposes? <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Okay. So I'm most certain that you have suffered at least one heartbreak. What would you say yeah. cost? I think it, uh, it was basically just being a young guy not knowing you know much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most most of the time heartbreaks happen because of ignorance. Mm-hmm. And for me, major ignorance. It had to do with not not understanding maybe the vibes. Of, uh, that the lady was giving me totally misrepresenting the vibe. Yeah, so a large you know, dose of ignorance, I would say, is what caused it. Wow. Okay, so you saw it coming? I didn't see it coming. So that's what made it, you know, so shocking. In fact, it was so shocking that uh, I never knew a heartbreak can actually give you malaria. I thought it was only mosquito bite <laughs> that on a serious note because the next day I had you know, full bloom I maybe the malaria was just standby before I don't know oh, so God. I didn't see it coming at all damn it <laughs> did you hear that now, it's funny that you know we could laugh about it now but then you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't smart you know So, <laughs> your your first reaction was malaria, right? Yeah, I mean, it's okay to explain exactly what happened, right? Yes, it is. It is perfectly okay. So, you know, so, you know I had just gotten back from America. You know, I started attending one church called, you know, Daystar Christian Center. The shade. You know, and there was this, you know, lady that, you know, I was like, ah, this lady looks, you know, in the workforce. We are friends, you know, she's a good person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm naturally a giver. So I give books, you know, I give uh, yeah. time. I think that will, will, I think will help someone be a better person. So, mm-hmm. of course, I wouldn't give you an airplane or a car or mm-hmm. on two million. It's something that will make you better. So I was of the opinion that this, you know, lady was, you know, feeling my vibes too. And maybe... Feeling you? But she wasn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that you know you could be giving a lady gifts and you know she'll be collecting everything and she <laughs> doesn't mean she likes you. You know, and I, I, I just thought, okay, now let me make a move. Eventually she just finished university, she was posted to Port Harcourt for NYSC, you know, so I decided, look, let me, you know, pull a romantic walk. One, let me take a bus, you know, head straight to Port Harcourt to pay her a surprise you know, oh visit. And you then <laughs> out. So that's how I was, you know, trailing out the phone, beating her. And then, you know, about 12 hours later, you know, eventually got to Port Harcourt. And I had this, I think most guys are actually poets when they are in love. I had this uh, poetic drive in me. No, then, you know, so. Eh? A best a best selling author at that. No, well let, let's let's be frank. All, all guys are poets whenever they fall in love. It's just that when they've caught their their prey that they eventually, you know, forget how to write poems and, and all that. But for me getting, you know, there I remember I bought T D Jake's wife, Serita Jake's book as one of the gifts. It was her birthday, you know, and yeah, October. October two thousand and three yeah i remember and then getting there gave us you know this book and i remember the poetic lines i used i was like uh you know went for a walk with her and i was like i was wondering and hoping that uh let's call her ta that ta you know would you know be interested on going maybe on a live journey with you know shenwaki somi and i was so shocked when she replied me poetically she was like I don't think Shinwaki Somi is going on the same journey that TA wants to go to. And ah, that was so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. Can, can you avoid a heartbreak? Uh, I think to a, to a large extent, uh, heartbreaks, many heartbreaks are avoidable, especially if uh, you have one or two people that uh, you actually take counsel from. So you are going to Abba and you are taking a road and all you are using is Google Map. You know, sometimes you have to ask a human being, ah, that has gone to Abba, this road to Abba, how is it? Because Google Map will not tell you that there are armed robbers in a certain junction. But if you a particular driver that has been driving that road for the past 10, 20 years, there's a significant chance that, you know, you probably will not err. in that particular journey. So I think to a large extent, you know, heartbreaks, and when we talk of heartbreaks, I think it doesn't have to do with just falling in love. It could be business and just totally heartbroken. Mm -hmm. For me, a lot of my major heartbreaks had also been maybe in business too, in which I remember one in which I started a conference, Nigerian Photography Expo Conference. And I mean, I actually took the advice of one of my pastors, but I took it in a wrong way because this pastor was shouting, uh, bite more than you can chew. God will help you chew it, blah, blah, blah. And I took it whole. And then eventually I I invited speakers that I could not afford. I invited them by faith. Long and short of it, I ended up running a conference was 15 million naira and i was in depth of 8 million naira now it was after that that i now bought a book by one german event planner he was like by one conference planner in the world 
and in the in fact, the first chapter of the book, I was reading it and I just started crying. That, ah, this Jama, you are just a wizard. How did you know the mistake <laughs> that I did? So, you know, I think a lot of heartbreaks are avoidable if you allowed yourself to be guided, whether by a coach, whether in real life, or even as simple as reading a book. I mean, if I had read a book on, okay, maybe how, how to know if a girl is vibing for you, how to ask the lady out, I probably would not have wasted uh-uh, 12 hours going by road, going by risky like that. <laughs> So I think it's avoidable many times. Mm, but but not not all the time though. Not all the time. I mean, uh, I'm sure Jesus was seriously heartbroken when Judas, you know, really. And I think some heartbreaks actually there's a way it shapes you for your destiny. I mean, see your best friend Judas, your chief accountant, being mm. the person that actually sold you to the enemy at the end of the day. But you know, mm. wait, thank God Judas did his job. I hope I think oh. I'll be blessed now. True, true. Okay, so if you could turn back the end of time, what would you have done differently in that situation? You wouldn't have gone to Padakot or I traveled for 12 hours, right? Uh, I think fa- before I got to that level, that would have been maybe more deliberate in, in asking in a matured way. I think most, most women are actually, you know, to an extent matured. If you ask them straight for a look, I think this is what I'm feeling, you know. And I wouldn't have been overly poetic about it. You know, I like surprising people. And I realized that not everyone actually likes to be surprised. You mm. know, I have a love language doesn't mean, okay, for example, many men feel, ah, if I, I'll buy, according to the video, if I'll buy a Ferrari for you, there are some ladies that you buy them Ferrari. They will collect the Ferrari, say thank you, and two days later break up with you. You buy Ferrari doesn't mean they love you, and doesn't mean they are gold diggers. So I wouldn't have been, you know, too extravagant on giving too much. I would have probably, at some point, just sat down and just clearly asked, you know, where do you think this is heading? Uh, is there any chance at all, you know, this can lead to this? And the way I ask in a simple, mature way, I'm. 100 okay i'm 99 sure i would have gotten a mature answer that would not have made me you know overly taking such risk so that one was definitely avoidable okay. um so so how, how do you put this um episode behind you how, how do you, do you put you? okay so, you put- so for for me i think uh uh as, as a Christian, I decided to put myself more into helping people and into my hobby. Uh, I think that was one of the things that pushed me more into focusing on my photography because I knew that, look, if I'm busy doing something, uh, I, I remember I was a member of the singles unit in Daystar. If I am busy, quote, serving God, I will not have time to be thinking about all these you know my issues and uh i think there's still an issue that disturbed me even yesterday that for some people it could be maybe taking themselves out to uh, to have ice cream yesterday i took myself to buy finalized you know, chocolate ice cream and yes some people they overdo it to the extent that it might lead to overweight but for me it's just 220 naira ice cream i bought and the yeah, it's one cup of ice cream. The deliciousness of that ice cream 
just at least made me forget my sorrows and of course if i was not putting it every two two hours that would be too much you know so for me focusing on my unit in church focusing on my hobby photography and the last one seemed to be the one that helped me the most music in fact i eventually until recently even did a that happened like over 15 years ago now i'm doing a research on music i mean somewhere along the way i'm like even even our heavenly father you know had to make a third of the angels you know just for music because imagine the in heaven uh, baba god said feet you know go gaga so for him to make one third of the angels so music really helped me i, I listened to a lot of music that that were wordless i mean what they, they, they didn't have words so with classical music jazz there's a way it calmed my soul the way music calmed the soul of uh was it king saul when he was possessed so, yeah music helped me a lot to ah it helped a lot thank you very much thank you so much this has been very exciting and very expository as well thank you for sharing with us thank you for not holding back i think the last thing i should mention I hope I'm not talking too much. No, 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 please. Okay, the last thing I should mention is the process that worked for me uh, might not work for some people. But one thing I've noticed that is a general whatever, worldwide, is Mm -hmm. there's a place music plays for major heartbreaks. Mm. If you are even, like, insane, mad, music can calm you down. It's a matter of even finding the right music and if you say we are children of god whatever god you serve find a musician that serves that god too that you know play something that will you know calm yourself and go to a time that i will play music to people while sleeping so that my body is sleeping but my soul the music is still so i feel you know if you don't know what to do it's hard to miss it you know when it comes to music music that when you listen to you no know, no this one is calming my soul not the ones that are the defaming women you understand yeah, yeah. Momentary, but uh, the music musician is saying rubbish about women or uh, that one eventually will backfire for your spirit <laughs> music, music is a winner most times mm, that's true that's very true david hello good evening <laughs> Yes, good evening. How are you today? Fantastic. Uh-huh. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here. Against all odds. Against all odds, <laughs> I think. Against all odds. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know you're wearing two hats today, right? Yeah, two face, two hats. Yes, two hats, actually. Two hats. Two like hats. Yeah, two caps basically okay. so you're wearing one personal and one professional mm. personal because we're going to ask you about your own ad breaks mm. then professional because you are a relationship therapist so we want to know everything that has happened as you dealt with your heartbreak right 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 Okay, so David, tell me, have you ever had a heartbreak? Oh, technically, 
Will I say I've had that trick before? Okay, the answer okay. is yes. Um, okay. And when I tell the story, you will understand why I say technically. Oh, okay. Okay, because when someone says technically, it may mean that um, you were not in a relationship with the person, but you still had your heart broken. Exactly. Something like that. Something like that. Ah, I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm so here. <laughs> okay, so give it to me. Uh, did you did you see this heartbreak coming? Oh, I'll be telling you two stories actually. Two two uh-huh. adverts. Two heartbreaks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. So um oh, yeah. Let me start. The first one was in my final year in the university. Um, okay. So let me explain to you first. Outbreak, um, it's about getting through disappointments. Mm. You understand? Especially from someone you love. So my story is mm. this. Um, there's this lady I summoned the courage to tell her how I feel. Unfortunately, mm. I have another friend who also told her how he's feeling at that time as well. So, oh, wow. I didn't want to go out to tell her how I felt, but, you know, click of friends, guys. My friends were like, come on. You guys just tell her how you feel and they let her come up with whatever she's going to do and blah, blah. I said, okay, right. Um, okay. I'm not the type that approach ladies and tell them my feelings. Usually things just slip into the mood. So mm. I summoned my courage. I told her, okay, this is the way I feel. And we've been friends since year one, four years in the university, told her how I felt. And then mm. she didn't say anything. She just said, okay. So I felt, okay, you know what? Let me give her space. I tried to go away from her. And then she she was angry that I wasn't spending time with her like a week before. I was kind of like shutting her off. So, okay. in my own um, silly brain, I'm like, okay, does it mean she likes me or not? And I was nothing the, oh, I think she likes me. I think she likes <laughs> me. Too. So, the emotion was growing. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, she started dating my friend. Now, this is the act big for me. You know, when you tell a girl you love her, you want to be with her, and she tells you no, it's a different case entirely. But when you oh, yeah. tell the girl, I want to be with you, and she puts you on hold, yeah? Okay. And by the time she was going to go on a relationship, she didn't do it fit to come tell you, oh, I'm not into you, or it's not like that, or tell whatever like she's going to tell. So, me finding out that this girl is already dating my friend came to me as a shock. I was in my room, hey. and um, I think I was saying something or doing something. And another friend had to bust my bubble and was like, Bisho, come on. So, so person is already dating this person, so let's go. And uh, Abisola, this guy here wept. I mean, I, I wept for weeks. Like Jesus wept for Lazarus. I went, no. In fact, the weeping is still in my memory to date. I mean, I went. 
So, but do you know why the why why that was an upgrade for me? Yeah, because the girl kept you on hold. Exactly. And you didn't so, know what your fate was, and she led you or she strung you on. Exactly. Exactly. And she now went so, to date you. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So this offer was expected, but I thought I'll be communicated that okay, well, you guys asked me about I like to date this person. I think my kind of person I'll take it right. So that's story one. Okay, story two. <laughs> mm, well, some um, kind of there's this lady I met. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, we both connected, um, telling each other how we mean to each other and falling in love. But I think um, we were together for years, more than four years, more than five years. You and dated for for that long? For two years, and then at a point, she told me that. Um, but, okay, so this is it. I was, um, you know, when two people are in a relationship and one is running faster than the other. So I think I was scaring her with my ambitions. Yeah. Okay. So at some point, she told me that she really loved me, but we need to put the relationship to an end. She's not ready for where I'm taking the relationship to. Where were you taking the relationship to? Well, I was already thinking of marriage. And she was, was not. Come again? And she was not. She is not ready. She wasn't ready. Sorry. So, uh, so when it happened, um, what did I do? Yes. What did you do? I, I didn't cry this time. I didn't cry this time. What but did you I do? Was, I was almost getting into depression, but I wasn't hey. depressed. I was, I was severely sad, and it affected my emotions. It affected my thinking. It affected my, my esteem in a way. Oh wow! It was painful. It was painful. Does does rejection? Um... I would I would always want to think that you know because men are men do not really show their emotions you know like um, a breakup can happen and then it feels like men move on faster than women do so so I would I would like to um, I would like you to share your own view about how men how men deal with heartbreak Mm. <laughs> so um my view i should say is that men suffer outbreak as well the mm. same way women suffer outbreak now the expression of how we express it may be different you understand okay. um and let me let me explain something about relationship relationship is about profit and loss in economic terms you understand so mm. if i'm dating abisola now and I'm the one that cut the relationship off, or you cut mm. the relationship off. If I feel mm. my perception like I gain more than you, you understand? Mm. 
I may not suffer um, emotional setback or feel sad about the relationship. So I will handle the breakup better than you do. Oh yes. So um, like, let me refer you to um, if I hear correctly, one of the session from last episode. Yeah. One of our guests said she was going to break up the relationship, kind of. Yeah. And um, even though it's, it's still, she still suffered um, some emotional um, trauma, hey. the word. but mm-hmm. it's much better for her. It was easier to pick up because she was one that said the tone. I, I don't think, I don't think that was what she said. Oh, oh well. well. I know she said it was painful, but yeah, she, she said it was painful. Yeah, yeah. And that, um, notwithstanding the fact that people feel like when you're the one that calls, call the relationship off, it's it's yeah. easier. It is it is not exactly the easiest thing to do, especially when you're still in love with the person. So, so my 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 point where I'm referring to that is, so mm-hmm. at that point when it was painful for her, if it was the guy that had called on the relationship, it would be more than what she felt. Than what she felt. Oh, so, so I... that's 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 my view of it. So because both male and female, we all have emotions. That's true, though. That's true. David, so... uh, sorry. Um, something I've only someone has broken up with me once. Like okay. in all my dating, it is just Hello. one someone has walked out on me before, okay. and even though I was not, I wasn't particularly head over heels in love with this person, right? Mm-hmm. I was pained, like I was very pained <laughs> because he called it all right. Because he called, like it felt like my ego was was affected. Like how dare you? How dare you uh-huh. have a relationship with me? Like I'm amazing. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? Uh-huh. You have to, to just leave me hanging. Why can't you? You know. Guess what? I was still going to call this relationship off anyway. Wow. But the fact that it was the one that did it pained me. Yeah. And that was the only reason. I was hurt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I think that is what's my the point I'm trying to make. Um, yeah. That we, um, so first of all, let me let me state particular what I'm trying to say is that um, so I'm not saying that the person who calls the relationship off. Yes. Will not that, feel. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm not saying that I'm I'm agreeing with the last um, person in the last episode speaking that. Yeah. What I'm saying is that um, when any relationship is called off. Mm-hmm. The person who feels like I deserve this or I don't deserve this mm. feels the emotion more mm. than the other person. Mm. So, I, I, I would have to agree hope, with you. I hope you understand my, my explanation yes, there. I understand. I understand. So, I told you. What, what I'm going to say is that. a relationship and then it still didn't work out, of course. If you are called relationship off with the person you just talked about right now, you may still feel some because the truth is that even though the relationship is not what you think as you expect it to be, there are still some plus for you in that relationship. Yeah. So maybe the morning calls, the evening chat, you're gonna need that for a while. Yeah. So and when those things are not there, yeah. So lovingly or the way they stay um, catch you catch them staring 
glances at you. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, you missed that. So relationship is always um hard for both men and women, but it just depends on who has invested in the relationship more. Wow. Okay, so you've shared your personal. Um, so those outbreaks you had, do you think there's anything you could have done to have avoided it? Um, well, for the first one, what I could have done is for me not to even talk to her at all. Or yeah, because that is avoiding it, which is not um, um it's not the right thing to do. Sometimes you need to experience some things to get better in life. You understand? Um, so maybe if I have played my card well with her, I will have been the one that won the, the relationship. So yeah. it wasn't so romantic enough, yeah. So that's what I'm going to say. Um, and that, but that's the only my own outbreak is not winning but the relationship. Is there, is there the anything relationship that you think you could have done differently? Yeah, that's Except, what I'm saying. Like, other relationship that you were running faster, you think, or oh, maybe if you were. If you were taking it at her own pace, or or maybe you mm-hmm. liked her, but you were still pretending like you didn't really like her, or do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, so you know what? For every okay, um, let me answer your question and and give, share a thought on that. Looking okay. back, I'll say maybe I shouldn't have been so pushy. I shouldn't have been so serious with the relationship. I should have been just yeah. so casual. But the point is that if I was casual, we should not have read it to be like this guy is not so serious with me at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what, yeah. David? Bottom line, yeah. uh, the thing is, when you're with someone that really wants to be with you, whether or yeah. not your pace is fast or your pace is um, no. faster than than what she. Um, what she wants it to be or what he wants it to be the mere fact that the person actually really wants to be with you would not would not reduce and, and exactly. there's something you would that another person would have done and it would have felt like a push-off but you would find it cute like for example if somebody somebody you want to be with somebody you really you're really you're in love with and you want to be with does something something <laughs> something very terrible you know how you find um an excuse for them yeah you make an excuse for the people you love yes yes so uh maybe she didn't really she wasn't really um into you as such and that's my own opinion though can i can i shock you can i shock you i'm listening Oh, this person is still hanging around. But why does that happen? Oh, okay. It's annoying. <laughs> it annoys me. So, it, is, it is very annoying. Uh, you want to eat a cake, you don't want to throw it away, you don't want to have it, they just want to have it around you. But you know that you avoid the most. Uh, so, Hi. So you can see the story of my life. What do I do? Like, I'm going down. <laughs> What's 
So anyway, I um I think I've, I've drifted your your topic a little bit from what you expected. Um, but no, 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 no but, but it's fine, it's fine, it's yeah. fine, it's fine. Okay. But the essence of of the uh, podcast of this episode is how 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 you actually dealt with it what did you do what what were the things that you did to um put your mind off it so that it would not affect your work okay yes that's um, that's the basic question okay so for the first one uh, i was in a final year i was writing my project when this happened um okay. i was going to start my exam but luckily for me the school was on strike couple of months right. like three or four months strike i think it lasted six months eventually so what happened was um i cried for like three weeks um i'm somebody who internalizes a lot okay oh, so wow. that period i started asking myself questions um as i try to also motivate myself and encourage myself like this is part of life and this is making me grow um, I must tell you, I'm a Christian, so I read the Bible a lot of that period. Seriously, mm. because uh, at that point, I was like, maybe I wasn't good. So every self-negative thought that came to me, I was like, okay, I need to be sure I have a good future to be able to understand mm. this. And the only place mm. I know is to go through the Bible. So when I went to the Bible, I was picking up verses and things that will tell me about the kind of good future I have and I prayed. So that is how I handled it for my kind of person being a Christian. And then as well, yes. I put myself into work. I mean, I mm. was, though I wasn't really understanding what I was doing for my research project, but I was just searching and working towards my project. So mm. those are the things I did. But the times when I found myself alone, um, it was depressing, so I need to always get out and get in the list of people. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. Uh, those were the things you did. Okay, so considering the fact that you are wearing two caps on this episode, as a relationship therapist, what would you advise that people dealing with heartbreaks but still have active works or engagement do? What would you advise them to okay. do? Okay, so I'm going to share a personal example of what happened to me in the second relationship from um, Saga. So this time mm-hmm. I was um, a volunteer at um, a teaching hospital in Lagos. And okay. So I have to see patients at this period. I have to analyze them and um, listen to them. So oh, wow. going to work is not easy because um, I won't tell you that I handled it well, but it wasn't mm-hmm. easy. There are times that I purposely shift patients to my other colleagues because I don't want in the right frame of mind to deal with them. Mm. And when I take on patients, sometimes I find out that I'm not really listening to them because um, my emotion is overriding what I'm supposed to be doing. But the ideal mm. thing to do is um, that period, if you can take vacation, you can take vacation mm-hmm. or um, if mm. you need to call in sick, call in sick because sometimes this mm. thing comes to you as a shock. Mm. And there's no better way to handle shock than to, to rest your mind. So if you can mm. take time off from work, take time off from work. Now, if you cannot take time from work, what can mm. you do? Um, make sure you have someone you can talk to. 
it could be an mm. expert it could just be another listening ear you understand because mm. there's power in ventilation when you're able to pour out your mind you understand for a brief period of time it gives you sanity of mind to a level you understand mm. and you're able to face the day to to at least you can be able to get the damage for the day to, to a minimal extent um, yes. I, hope, I hope i'm communicating yes so yes you're making it get, get someone get someone to talk to someone to pour out your attitude you understand uh, it's very key <sighs> okay apart from um taking a vacation you can if you cannot get someone to talk to what what other acts what other tips oh. would you advise okay all right um so i always try to tell people to do this um review your closure you understand some relationship mm. works because of the way they ended so if it's someone you can get a good closure with try and get mm. a good closure with the person but if it is not someone you can get um good closure with you have mm. to do this on your own um so um situations get a lot of weight based on our perception of it understand um so when you're suffering heartbreak and you note that this thing is taking a toll on you you need to be able to speak to yourself and understand why this thing is taking a toll on you Mm, if if you're able to get a journal i work with journal a lot if you're able to work get a journal and list itemize why is this thing affecting you you understand you may be able to help yourself deal with hidden questions of your heart of which why your emotions are are being are being attacked also Mm. what you can also do is this you need to do some replacements for instance, if this person okay. comes to you in the morning, you understand? Yes. And you may not really appreciate it, but by the time the breakup is, is, is happened, you realize that your morning starts feeling empty. Possibly mm. because the calls are not coming in, the person is not sending you stuff in the afternoon or whatever. Mm. Or you just feel as if your whole world is empty. You look through your phone, you pick your phone, you scroll into, you can't find um other people to chat with because mm-hmm. when you're picking your phone this is the person you are chatting with most of the time you're chatting with yeah so look at all the activities that um that can fill you up yes and find a replacement this is where i come to a halt on today's episode of a cup of everything v till i come back with your hot cup of everything v next week Peace out! Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be talking about how to deal with conflicts with several classes of people and from various perspectives. On today's episode, I'll be sharing how I have trashed out issues with my neighbors and if time permits, my colleagues. Hello everybody, my name is Abisola and welcome to A Cup of Everything B, where I share with you how to find a balance between everyday life, work and a range of overwhelming emotions. Thank you so, so much for the reviews, for the comments, for the feedbacks that I have gotten over the past few weeks. 
I am so, so grateful. So grateful to you guys. Yep. Okay, so let's get this show started. Okay. I said I was going to share a story on how I have trashed issues. I have dealt with conflict with my neighbors. I'm usually a very calm-headed person. <laughs> I can envision my mom running the eyes, but believe it or not, I am a sweet girl. Trust me. So, you know, pe- people's first impression of me is that I cannot hurt a fly. I- and to be honest, I really cannot hurt a fly. The thing about people having that impression of you, of being a cool-headed person, is that manipulative people can actually take you for granted and then walk all over you. And yes, bullies thrive on taking calm-headed, innocent-looking people for a ride. I assure you, if any bully cites the fact that, or any narcissistic, per, narcissistic person cites that, oh, this person is a peace-loving... Of course, I love peace, and it is really very important to enjoy peace. But then, you need to let people know that you love peace, so, but when they bring their trouble, you give it to them double. <laughs> okay, now, the rude awakening comes when this seemingly peace-loving and sweet baby girl switches up and shows that I actually grew up in sugar style, you know. I will tell you about the sugar part a lot later. So, to how I dealt with conflict with one of my neighbors. Hmm, this is super story. <laughs> the dispute was about the space to park our cars. My neighbor had brought an extra car home, making it harder for us to park our cars. So the situation became more of the first person to leave home in the morning to park last. Now, this particular neighbor was an early bird, wakes up early and retires to bed early. And me, I'm a night owl. I came back home late and I usually come back home late like most times and I don't leave extra early, basically. So this guy would park his extra car outside and wait for me to come back before parking this extra car back inside the compound. It was fine for me, but it was a huge inconvenience to him. You know, I would see him come outside his house when I'm trying to um, get into the compound. And the look on his face is... (laughs) I hate you, bitch. (laughs) Now, because it was a huge inconvenience to him, he started parking his extra car before mine. So he would have parked his car before I get back home. This was when the Begay started. He would knock at my door at 4.30 a.m. for me to drive my car out. At 4.30 a.m., my sleep was probably at gear four. So it was a huge inconvenience to me. But as a sweet baby girl, I did not complain till a day we had to wait. Till a day he had to wait till 6 a.m. before I opened my door. <laughs> He had banged my door for over an hour, and I didn't move an inch till my alarm rang. Oga was furious, but he didn't say anything to me, and I really couldn't be bothered myself. (laughs) 
On one beautiful Sunday evening, while I was about to drive out to my compound for a cell meeting, he stopped me and expressed his grievance in the most entitled manner ever. Like this guy was telling me that ah, that I made him late for his walk, his, his early morning walk and all that stuff. And in my head, I'm like, Ogbeni, you're the one that brought the extra car. We have a policy that you're supposed to pack this amount of cars in the compound. And you know that once you breach that policy, you're the one that will bear the inconvenience. So it's all telling me about how I made him late. Ogbeni, Joe. But then, as much as I am a give it to you, hot, hot kind of person. When I'm rushing out to a place and trouble comes looming, I take a rain check on the trouble. So I just ignored him and left. I was burning on my way out, but hey, <laughs> what would Jesus do was what kept me calm. Because this neighbor and I don't get to see regularly, the next time was when he would knock at my door in the morning and I came out. He had gone to his car. I knocked on his window and told him that Going forward, he should pack his car in a way to ensure the extra car can be packed in the compound without any inconvenience. Or he bears the inconvenience by packing his extra car after mine. Abby, for crying out loud, I told him that he's the owner of the extra car causing the inconvenience. He should be the one bearing the inconvenience and not me. I didn't say it in the most polite manner because I was really angry. I just woke me up from a very sweet sleep. But he only listened and he responded. The next day, me that was waiting for him, he complied <laughs> till it became inconvenient again. So he would, he would wait for me to come back from work and then park his car. But then that, that was pretty inconvenient because he was an early bird. So he reverted to disturbing my morning sleep. I made it a habit to keep him knocking at my door for at least 45 minutes. Till one day, he lashed out and I gave it to him back, hot, hot, hot. Ah, it was a sweet word battle and I enjoyed every bit of it. <laughs> My people, guess what happened the next day? He found somewhere else to take his extra car and the peace was restored in the compound. All this while, my other neighbors were looking at me like, ha, ah. so Bisola is like this. So Bisola has this madness now. So she's like this. So she's not the easygoing, calm girl. So she, uh, <clears throat> after then, I would say hello to him and he would hack to death till I stopped. And he started saying hello to me on his own. <laughs> but one thing this established is the fact that you cannot push me over and my other neighbors took a cue. So when they want to talk to me, they do it with respect and I return the favor. It is very, very important to know that sometimes for there to be peace, there has to be war. Now, these are the three acts that you can um, connote or take from the above scenario. And they're the things that helped me. <laughs> well, even though it was just, you know, me just being me, basically. First, be objective in your assessment of the conflict. Buy enough time to think about it if you cannot deal with it immediately. Because if you're not objective, you would get into a situation where you're the one on the right, but then because of how you have blown it or how you have treated it um, out of proportion, 
you now become the one that was wrong because for example you 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 were saying the right thing but you said it at the wrong time or you said it in a way that would make you look like the the one at fault secondly if you're the wrong one don't wait for a blowout before you fix up and if you're the right one ensure you deal with the issue taking consideration of the best timing and most effective way like i said don't timing is very important it's very key when you're dealing with conflict do you need to be confrontational or subtle <laughs> with my neighbor confrontation had to be employed at the right time because he had the history of being a neighborhood bully and i had seen him treat other neighbors with such content that i didn't like but you know i'm like okay it's not it's not necessarily my business and this neighbor should be able to deal with this person by himself or herself thirdly know how to move on don't allow your conflict to fester for too long don't don't it is don't allow the sun to set on your anger after i had the confrontation with my neighbor i greeted him the next day it wasn't deep for me at all even when I stopped saying hello to him, it was because I wanted him to nurse his bruised ego and ill at his own pace. I mean, his wife was there when I was giving it to him hot hot. <laughs> Just imagine the issues he would have faced with his wife, <laughs> basically. Okay, this is where I press stop on today's episode of A Cup of Everything B. So I bring you this hot cup next week. I'd also love your feedback and messages. Thank you so much for staying glued to this podcast. Mwah, 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 mwah. Peace out. <laughs>